0: Kent Online News.
1: News you can trust. This is the
2: Kent Online Podcast.
0: Lucy Hickmott. It's Monday the 18th of November coming up. Hundreds turn up for an illegal rave at Carpet Right store. This is a retail park and we are closing quite late as well. And it's just, you just don't know who you're going
1: to meet what state they'll be in.
0: Young politician criticises abuse on social media. I think people have gone really out of control with what they're
2: saying and Brexit is just overshadowing everything and making people really angry. It
0: can become really toxic. And Gillingham's win helps them climb League One table.
3: I was really pleased with the quality of the football and passages in the second half but I've said to the boys we're still not there for 90 minutes yet. We'd a dogged first half um, but a very good second half.
2: Kent Online News.
0: First today, a teenagers denied murdering a young man who was stabbed to death in Maidstone. Ish has the latest for Kent Online.
2: 21-year-old Andre Bent died following a disturbance in the town centre in the summer. Seven of the 11 people appearing in court today have admitted violent disorder. A 16 year old we're not allowed to name pleaded not guilty to murder and three counts of attempted murder. Three other people denied causing GBH. One also denied another attempted murder charge. Kent Online
1: reports.
0: Elsewhere today, 39 migrants have been rescued after trying to cross the channel in small boats within hours of each other. Border force officers dealt with four separate incidents off the Kent coast yesterday morning. And the police, Coast Guard helicopter and lifeboats were also involved. The Iranian nationals have been taken to Dover, where they'll be interviewed by immigration officials. More than 1,000 people have taken part in an illegal rave at a former carpet store in Medway. They were kicked out of the carpet Right shop at Stroud Retail Park on Saturday night. A 39-year-old man from Ashford was arrested and questioned on suspicion of conspiring to commit a public order offence and supplying a psychoactive substance. He's since been released on bail, Phil's being some reaction to the event.
4: So obviously, um, you're looking to move into this shop. Just tell us about the kind of time frame of, of what's going on in this shop, and uh, kind of you know what you first expected when you heard that there was an illegal rave happening right next door to where you're moving in.
1: Um, well, there was a few delays um, for us to get into the premises um, due to unexpected findings, and we were extending the windows, etc. The weather wasn't really friendly either so you know it was anxious enough for us to hear about another delay and then um actually a colleague of mine um emailed me the link to the to your website as well um yesterday morning so my first thought was oh god i hope they didn't get into our premises as well because that would mean another delay
4: so when when were you looking to move into the shop
1: um today is the day so yeah lucky enough it's the party next door is not affecting that
4: so you know obviously it's quite a quiet school of- business area there's not too much going on especially at night so is it a little bit concerning almost for you to kind of have that happening right next door as well?
1: It definitely is Um, especially that you know first of all it's illegal and secondly to be perfectly honest there's always drugs, alcohol involved so it can get out of hand easily the word spreads so quickly via um, uh, social media so yeah it's, it's very concerning for for us as the neighbors us as the new neighbors especially and you know we are a charity so all we want to do is to raise money to beat cancer and we just don't want to be affected by any unsocial behavior like this
4: does this kind of make you maybe feel a little bit unsafe now
1: a little bit for sure yes especially that you know we this is a retail park and um we are closing quite late as well um, and it's it just you just don't know who you're going to meet what state they'll be in
4: and just finally, of course, you know the fact that the way they got in is by breaking in, so, so that, that exactly. must be quite concerning as well.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, obviously, it was an illegal party, um, so yeah, they couldn't get in with just opening the door with a key, so they, they, they broke in. So, lucky enough, it didn't happen to us, but if it would, that would be extra damage, more costs to it, etc. Not to mention the psychological aspect of it, um, us feeling and ease on edge because you just don't know what you're going to come into
0: the following morning.
1: Kent Online reports.
0: Tributes have been paid to a man who died in a hit and run in Dover. 53-year-old Michael Evans, who's been described as a gentle, harmless giant, was killed when he was hit by a car in Frith Road last weekend. The car was later found abandoned in nearby allotments. Two people arrested in connection with his death have been bailed until next month. A man in his 20s has been taken to hospital after being attacked with a wooden plank and metal pole in Margate. A fight said to have broken out on Northdown Road in the early hours of yesterday. Police are keen to speak to witnesses or anyone with CCTV or dashcam footage. Now, as the general election campaigning heats up, a teenage politician is warning other young people not to abuse those they don't agree with on social media. Anna McGovern became chair of Medway Youth County. Council earlier this year and says she suffered more abuse online than any other chairman in recent memory. She's been telling us why she thinks it's getting worse. With the um, rise of social media, it's so it's so much more, you know, easier to make comments
2: and everything. Um, and I think in terms of what I've been subjected to is, um, like especially on platforms like Twitter, um, you know, people would, you know, make tweets and then um, make, you know comments about anything that's happened in the council and everything and um, any meetings that have happened as well so I think it's like a lot easier to um, you know target specific individuals or anything and make comments about what they're doing um, online for everyone to see. There was a situation a few weeks ago where there was a meeting and then a couple of people from an organization was um quoting um something from the council and then like questioning what we were doing and everything and um we've been accused of being like a talking shop which i would say is absolutely false um i think um We as an organisation have done so much to make a huge difference to the community and giving young people a voice. Um, But I think with platforms such as Twitter, it's so much easier to, um, you know, have your say in, you know, situations. And I think it's obviously a really good platform, you know, to, you know, say your views. But I think it can also be used for in a bad sense as well. I think with young people, they're very outspoken, which is, I think, is a good thing. But um, I think maybe it's because it's a lot easier nowadays to like vocalise how you feel, and um, especially like in today's society, I think it's just um, so many more ways you can sort of talk about um, how you feel, and um, you know, platforms such as Twitter makes it so much more easier. And um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's anything that. Um, is happening in this term in particular that's causing it but I think it's just because it's so much easier nowadays to um, sort of say how you feel and I think um, young people in particular are becoming a lot more outspoken so I think that's probably why um, you're more likely to be subjected to it young people are becoming to use um twitter more and i think that's a really good thing because they're getting more involved in discussions and everything but i think um also it can be quite a toxic um, atmosphere um because i've seen like threads and everything and sometimes it, they can be like very um it can become quite abusive and um you see i won't name like specific situations or individuals or anything but i have seen like circumstances where um comments have become quite nasty or um, arguments have broken out online and I think that can also be very damaging especially um, to some young people who've been subjected to it and never really had to deal with stuff like that before and um, something similar happened internally within the youth council Um, so we had to step in and make sure our members were okay and everything um, but I think nowadays it's just so much more common um, for you know young people and everyone to be a- subjected to abuse online because I think it is so much easier nowadays to be able to receive it because it's like with RISE's um, technology and everything, I think it could just be done so easily. With Brexit, I think it overshadows everything that's happening at the moment because I think one time um, politics is solely about making a difference to the lives of constituents locally and nationally and now i think it's just become like this massive argument because i think um voters are split over the vote of the general referendum and now um everything is just so overshadowed by Brexit and I think it's caused a lot of toxicity in politics and I think young people are growing up to think that's the norm of politics when really it should be about, you know, social change and I do think um, it has affected, you know, not only young people but even like adults like um, on Twitter platforms for example um, a lot of the discussion is very toxic a lot of it is debate and argument and I think if it's done in a positive way in the sense that you're trying to, you know, give someone a different opinion, um, without necessarily making it quite abusive or argumentative, I think it's always good to say your views, but I think when it becomes like really like abusive or even almost bullying, I think that's wrong. Um, but I think even nationally, um, there is so many cases of abuse, um, that MPs have to receive, um, for doing their jobs. And I think it's a lot more common nowadays. So maybe, um, not only adults being affected, but also young people are becoming to, you know, they're seeing that this is the norm. So possibly that's why, like, this whole
0: toxicity um, atmosphere has come about. Kent Online News. Police have released a computer-generated image of a man they're hunting after a teenager was pushed into a bush when he refused to hand over his mobile phone. The boy was targeted in an alleyway in Sandend in Whitstable before the man ran off empty-handed. You can see the picture at kentonline.co.uk. A court's heard how a man stabbed the tyres of a car in Hearn Bay following a row over Parking. It happened after a couple pulled into a private car park in Central Parade so they could go into a restaurant and book a table. 52-year-old Lawrence Gibbons, who lives in the flats opposite, came out to argue with them and used a knife to damage the tyres. He's been ordered to pay £800 in compensation. Climate campaigners have described a Christmas ice rink in Canterbury as an environmental disaster. The attraction's due to open at Danejean Gardens at the end of the month But there are concerns about two diesel generators which will provide power to the site and the huge amount of water it will take. The city council say the decision to run it was made before they declared a climate emergency They'll consider other options in future.
1: Kent Online reports.
0: A 900 year old church near Faversham could be forced to close because of a funding shortage. All Saints in Graveney has just seven regular worshippers and is struggling to survive because of high costs. The people who run it say without more support they'll be forced to shut within two years. A mum from Northern Ireland has thanked a complete stranger after her order of baby grows ended up strewn across a busy road in Maidstone. Kima McConway, who lives near Belfast, took to Facebook to try and find a woman called Emily, who took a photo of her address and sent her own parcel of baby clothes instead. The new mum, who's 28, says it restored her faith in humanity. And Will Young and James Morrison, again a co-headline next year's Forest Live gigs at Bedbury Pineatum. They're organised by Forestry England to introduce forests to new audiences. The concerts will happen in June Tickets go on sale on Friday.
1: Kent Online Sport.
0: Football and Gillingham have climbed to 14th in the League One table after beating Lincoln City over the weekend. A goal from Mikhail Mandron in the first half was enough to skewer a 1 0 win at Priestfield. Jules manager Steve Evans says it'll give them a boost ahead of their FA Cup replay against Sunderland on Tuesday. I think
3: it's been a big week, I think, to produce the performance we produced at Sunderland in the second half, in particular. To take that into Tottenham, you make nine changes, ten changes, you go in against Sunderland, another young side, but we really could have done some damage. The quality of player, I was telling the chairman who was away, uh, sorting some bits out for his father's funeral, and I said the performance was was excellent, gave us room for thought. And I have to say the performance today, particularly in the second half, you have to earn the right against Lincoln, but particularly in the second half was, was in terms of the movement, the passing, the football. We should win three or four, shouldn't we? But we, we'll take one now. we'll take a clean shoot, we'll take three points. And, um, but it was the industry, the organisation. We score from a set play. We should have scored from another one. Um, some terrific play. Yeah, Mikel Madron probably could have had a hat-trick, couldn't he? But that winning goal would be a boost for him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he should, We all know he should score the header that comes before the header that hits the ball. The one that hits the ball is a terrific header. It's from a bit, I think from memory it's about 10 yards. He gets up and he, the goalkeeper's beaten Hollands, as you know, he, he's, he's given it up. And, um, but, man, um, handling to the couple, um, stopped on the line. We look at all of Lee's got a simple tap in and, and takes, by his own admission, takes his eye off it, thinks it's just, he's just going to arrive and score. Um, but I'm going to criticise none of the players because none of them deserve it. They all deserve enormous praise. The supporters all round the ground, not just the arena men, I'm always praiseworthy of the arena men, but all round the stadium were fantastic today in the second half. They've seen some great play and we're really pleased. And going ahead this week, an ideal start to get the win ahead of that game against Sunderland in the Cup? That's oh, got to be tough. You know, I, I, I'm one of those managers that still, I think I said it after the draw at Sunderland, I, re, I relate to Sunderland as Bob Stoker running across the pitch. I was a wee boy watching that and thinking, what's this magical cup competition? And Sunderland of that level, aren't they? So I know Phil and I know Parkinson, and I know Stevie Parker, they'll come here, they'll be they'll be desperate to win, they'll be organised, they'll be efficient, they the weekend off, they'll be working on it. So... You know, we've, we're not in the next round. People suddenly think we're, we're not in the next round. We don't think about the draw. We think about trying to deal with a big club like Tom
0: Moore. Elsewhere in the National League, Ebbsfleet managed to come back from two goals down with 10 men to get a draw against Hartlepool on Saturday. Josh O'Meara was sent off at the end of the first half. But after the break, Miles Weston scored twice and the game finished 2 all Boss Kevin Watson told us what he thought of the match.
5: That's the poorest first, poorest half of football. Um, We've had since i've been at the club um not at the races we were meant to have the fast start that didn't materialize they were all over us um same system as what we play yet yeah. to a man they were better one two eleven or whatever numbers you wear these days they were just so much better than us um i'm, I'm actually glad we only went in at two 0 down but there was no excuses for that first half we were flat um wasn't good enough so we had words at half-time, decided the best way to approach the second half was not to go gung-ho, I know you can hear people saying, get up the pitch and get forward, it's, it's, it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. Um, we, The boys carried out what we asked them to do, second half, perfectly, absolutely perfectly. But. The slow start has cost us today, I think. Um, That just shows the mentality of these boys, the work ethic of these lads. Um, They didn't stop, didn't stop for the whole 94 minutes. Um, And I think got our just desserts for an outstanding second half, an outstanding second half. Um, We changed the the shape at half-time. I told them not to go chasing the ball. Eventually, Hartlepool, their midfield, can drop in, they can go deep, they can go and get it. I didn't really care because they're going to have to come to you at some point. And then they started getting sloppy. Then we started nicking the ball. Our shape was good. And I think, I think it was, we deserved a point. It's as simple as that based on the second half. I'm still learning. I'm still learning as I go. I'm still learning about players. I'm still learning about formations. Um, we had to change today. It's not something I want to do on a regular basis, but we needed to. A, because we were down to 10 men. And B, because they were playing 3-5-2 much better than we were. So something had to had to change. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, Josh got sent off, which forced me to change the formation. Um, but as I say, I am so so pleased with what I saw that second half, and this is what it means to these boys. That you know they are fighting. We're down we're down there in a scrap, but they are fighting, and I think that's one defeat in seven in the league possibly. knots County was an FA Cup game, but every point that you gain when you're down the bottom is a point towards getting out of trouble.
0: Staying with football and a former Kent schoolboy has made his debut for England in their Euro 2020 qualifier against Kosovo. 21-year-old Chelsea player Fikeo Tomori used to go to Gravesend Grammar School and came on as a sub during England's 4-0 victory last night. The win means they'll be one of the top six seeds in next summer's tournament. And in ice hockey, it was a mixed weekend for Kent's Invicta Dynamos. They beat Cardiff Fire 11 5 in Wales on Saturday night, but then lost 8 2 away to Chelmsford Chieftains yesterday evening. The Moves are currently sixth in the South Division 1 table. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.